0: Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Weight for Weight, Food for Thought podcast. My name is Sabrina, and on today's episode, I am going to talk about the body positivity project that I have just started. So for those of you that don't know what the body positivity project is, I'm going to start with the mission statement. Uh, The mission statement is, to foster a community full of acceptance, body positivity, self-love, and inspiration through photography, storytelling, and education to highlight the importance of a healthy mind and the power of your own body, irregardless of one's color, race, sex, gender, size, shape, age, or disability. So what we did today is we had a shoot. It just so happened to be International Women's Day, so more power to the women out there. Um, and we had eight women, Seven? Seven women, women, eight. Okay, we had seven. Um, so we had seven women come out, and we had this beautiful photo shoot in my house. Actually, it looked like a studio, but it was in my living room. Uh, we had a videographer come in to interview a bunch of a bunch of different people to talk about their stories, their struggles with body image issues, and all that good stuff. Now, the reason I wanted to start this project is I personally have never had. Really, I mean, we all have insecurities with our bodies. Don't get me wrong; every single person. And if you you admit that you haven't, then you're lying to yourself and to others. But we all have these insecurities that we go through. And for me, I've never really had this huge detachment from my body. I've never had serious insecurities about my body or body image issues or body dysmorphia or an eating disorder. And for me, whatever I'll look sometimes like Ugh, I don't. I feel kind of bloated or. Uh, my thighs are a little too big, but like I really don't care that much to like do anything about it. Um and being on a college campus, I was exposed to for the first time a bunch of body dysmorphia, dysmorphia a bunch of eating disorders, and it really just blew my mind. Like I couldn't really conceptualize why people cared so much about their looks. Um my whole experience with body positivity Uh, has stemmed from my dad passing away and me learning the importance of a healthy body from the inside out, which I've said repeatedly on multiple episodes and all over my Instagram page. Um, But that's where my association comes from. So I feel good when I eat well. I feel good when I work out, period. There's nothing more to that. Um, And so for me, seeing all these people that were so fixated on what they looked like was really mind boggling to me. And so I wanted to start this project to showcase a bunch of other people's stories. So I don't have a story related to eating disorders or body dysmorphia, but a lot of fucking people in this world do. So that is why I started this project. So it is called the BOPO Proj, Body Positivity Project, obviously. And um, I eventually, the first shoot started out with a bunch of girls. Just because girls are more inclined to do something like this. But eventually I want to get men, people with disabilities, transgender, anybody and everybody that's willing to just take a photo and share their story. That's basically it. And so and by doing this, we are able to or people that are struggling out there that may not necessarily feel comfortable um, admitting that they're struggling or sharing their stories by reading somebody else's story can feel a little bit less alone. So that is the whole point of the project. It is just now gaining some momentum and some traction and some exposure. I'm super excited about it. And at the end of the day, if this doesn't gain the exposure that I anticipate or want it to have, that's okay. Because I think that today, just in this project alone, seven girls shared their stories and a few people cried and a few people connected and gave each other hugs and all these people didn't even know each other. And now we all have a little bit... um, this little community that we can all lean on and know that, hey, I'm not alone in what I'm dealing with, and there are other people that I can really connect with and learn from and grow from and listen to to feel a little bit less alone. Now, with that, I have my friend Nicole here. I have known her since middle school, and she was a part of the project today. Uh, Crazy life events have brought us back into each other's lives, which I think is amazing. And I'm going to have her share her story and her reasoning why behind why she decided to be a part of the Body Positivity Project. And all. it's challenging, you know, it's not comfortable to stand up in front of strangers in your brawn underwear in front of male photographers to um, share your story. So without further ado, Nicole, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to be on here and share my story. I think everything you've done, I've watched Wait for Wait grow. I've watched your platform grow. I've watched you grow from a little girl um, (laughs) till now and I think you've done so much and you've grown so much and your growth has really inspired me and empowered me. And so I think it's very much the idea of pay it forward, right? We put our stories out there, we put our energy and our love out there, and it becomes infectious, and then someone catches it, and then they do something, so I think, you know, that's what your platform did for me, and then I got to be a part of Body Positivity Project, and I hope that my story gets to do that for someone else, um, but yeah, I mean, going into my story, it's crazy. I always was bigger growing up. Um, I look back at pictures of being a little girl and I was always just the bigger, thicker girl. Um, and it didn't really phase me until middle school, actually go figure. So we both went to middle school together. Um, it's crazy what can happen by a simple decision. So girls can either lift each other up or tear each other down. And unfortunately my story, one of the most biggest, kind of earth shattering moment started in middle school when a group of girls decided to tear me down instead of lift me up so I remember uh it was mile day and at our middle school every Friday was mile day and yeah it sucked (laughs) um every mile every (laughs) Friday Friday of all days I mean make it Monday but every Friday was mile day and I remember um we'd have remember the locker rooms and Miss would have all like the loner shorts in the corner like if you didn't have your uniform you always had to get a loner short and I remember I would be terrified I mean terrified if I god forbid forgot my shorts because I was bigger than everyone there was never a loner pair of shorts that fit and so I would either pretend I was sick or you know try and cut PE There was just it's just so it's sad looking at it like Even, like, forgetting a pair of gym shorts was traumatizing. But I remember there was this one Friday, and it was mild day, and we were testing, and I was always last. I hated it, but, you know, I'm the last one out there. And I remember it's, like, my end of my third going into my fourth lap, and I just remember seeing a bunch of girls. um, There were cheerleaders and just a bunch of the popular girls – coming over towards me, and they were cheering on a bunch of people, so I thought, like, whoa, they're actually going to come over and cheer for me. They didn't. They went into these wheelbarrows and literally started yelling at me, saying, Nicole, free ice cream, free ice cream. Come get your ice cream. Oh, we got burgers over here. We got dogs over here. Nicole, run faster. Come on, run faster. You'll get the food faster if you run faster. And I was, I, like, I didn't know what to do. I just kept running because I wanted it to get away from it. But also I didn't know. I don't like. I never talk about this story. Like, I think I've shared this story once because it's like so bad. But like, I just couldn't believe a group of women could do that. And I just remember from that moment. I never wanted to be in the spotlight being shown to the world that I was unable to do something. I think from that moment on, I never applied for things that I felt like I was underqualified for. I never was in the spotlight um, because I just didn't want people to see me in a in a way that wasn't good enough like in that moment, I felt like I wasn't skinny enough, I wasn't pretty enough, I wasn't fast enough, I wasn't cool enough I didn't have anyone around me. I just felt so alone, and so that's kind of where it started where I just felt so. I mean, the literal definition of being body shamed. Like, it was just so bad. And, like, as a middle schooler, dude, like, as a middle schooler, like, this was, like, a group of girls. Like, I had the same bully from elementary school to middle school. Thank God we split in high school. But, man, like, it was just, yeah. So that's that story. But it was that's just one example of so many where I just... I don't know why my weight was somehow tied to who I was as a person, but it was, like, you know, Nicole's fat, so she's not cool, she's lame, Nicole's fat, so, all right, chill, she's not gonna be, you know, someone that we want to be around, because someone once told me in middle school that my weight, like, my fat, quote-unquote, was contagious, and I shouldn't stand too close to them, like, I mean, it was ridiculous, I don't, I don't even know, but, you know looking at that little girl like all I want to do now is give her like the biggest hug and tell her that you know what those moments shaped you into such a loving and compassionate person and you get to be this person where you can spot bullying a mile away like I can catch a whiff of it before someone even realizes like oh no no it's fine it's fine no body language words like I get to be that advocate but you know, that's, I guess, one, it's crazy, this project today, I forgot that story, I forgot all about middle school, and then Body Positivity Project comes around, and, you know, you start getting asked all these questions, and man, this story's just been on my heart all day, Um, and so, yeah, I just, I had an eating disorder since I was 12, and it kept developing, and food was just, you know, it's funny, there's the quote, let food be thy medicine, and thy medicine be thy food, but food to me wasn't a medicine. It was a drug. It was something that could pump up my cortisol levels. It was something that could help me just get away from it all. I needed that adrenaline. I needed that rush. I needed something to silence everything around me. And so it just turned into binge eating. But then, you know, that affecting my weight and that affecting who I was like I associated my weight and what I looked like with who I was so then that's where purging came along and so it was this horrible battle of binging and purging and restricting and that was my life like not a day would go by where it wasn't what am i going to eat today okay what am i eat for lunch what am i eat for dinner man what am i going to make how am i going to eat this well okay if i eat this much then i can't really do that with people like my whole life was just about consumption and so yeah, later down the line, you just, you look back, and, you know, what was that pivotal point uh, moment, I remember you asked me, it was like, all right, what was that moment that changed for you, and honestly, I hit my rock bottom in 2017, and I just, you know, I was house-sitting for a friend, um, and I just shut myself in a hole, and I wasn't talking to anyone, I wasn't, um, eating like I stopped eating I was drinking and smoking a lot and I just kind of fell into this hole and I realized I was the only person that could have that could dig myself out I was just alone and like if at that point like if I was gone I don't know if anyone would have noticed at least you know days maybe a couple weeks and then maybe someone would have noticed and that's a terrifying thought but um yeah, I just hit that bottom, and, you know, that's where I fully surrendered to my faith, and was like, all right, God, like, you and I have been not seeing eye to eye for some years now, but you know what? Like, if you're there, I need your help. I need you to guide me with some type of light, because I'm pretty much at the end. Like, my doctors thought I had cancer. They wanted to do exploratory surgery. All my organs were shutting down. Like, it was just a really, really bad spot, but, something came over me and I really feel like it was just him that presence like that faith that I have to where it pushed me to put my self into treatment and through the grace of God I was able to get into treatment at UCSD and that was kind of the end of the self-torture in really dark-tested ways and the start of just being able to grow and really love myself and go down that healing journey and I've been able to grow so much since then and love myself and fight for myself and be confident and share my story and talk to people and I know my story and sharing my story you know I was a high school leader for so long and me sharing my story with my high school girls you know one of them came out to me saying you know what I have an eating disorder and I was able to mentor her and you know she put herself into treatment even though she didn't have the support of her family and it's not that I didn't have the support of my family I just didn't have a support system if that makes sense so um yeah it's crazy I feel like I've blinked and I'm here now you know 26 turning 27 in June and uh So many points in my life, I would look back and just stay stuck in the past and regret this and regret that. And now, just like after today, and being surrounded by all these beautiful, incredible women, just sharing their stories and being so beautifully and unapologetically themselves and vulnerable, you know, and seeing you, Sabrina, and everything that you've gone through and you've conquered, you know, with family and friends, like. Just being able to have established this safe space, this sanctuary, this haven, and realize, you know, there's benefits of looking, you know, in the rearview mirror. But the second, you know, like a car analogy, the second you focus on it too long, you're not looking at the car ahead of you and you can literally crash yourself. So I've realized that I have to just, I can glance back every once in a while just to check myself. But at the end of the day, I need to have my eyes forward. And I need to be grateful for where I am right now. And so I feel so blessed and so thankful and so grateful. And man, looking at those pictures and those video clips, like I was exposed today. Like I had my body was out there. Um, And you know what? I freaking loved it. Like I can't remember the last time that I was showing that much skin and had the biggest smile on my face and that was incredible and i met these beautiful kindred spirits today that were just i mean man it's crazy like you were saying like we all have different problems we've all gone through different things we all have different trauma but it's through that pain that links us all together and that's the beauty of it that's the world at the end of the day we are all human beings. We are all of these spirits, these souls that are coming together and longing for connection, longing to belong. And I think at the end of the day, I have to realize my insecurities, those negative, negative, hateful comments from those people throughout my life, you know, those family members that thought loving me was saying nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. You know, people who didn't want me around them. And this is like blood because I wasn't photogenic enough or I wasn't, you know, I didn't fit the image. I didn't fit the stereotype of, you know, I don't even know what, like looking a certain way, wearing certain name brands, being all like being this image, like this, this societal perfect image. I didn't fit that. So I didn't belong. And I've been on this growth journey of just cutting those people out. Man, it is a season of purging right now. I'm just cutting all those ties with those toxic people. And I'm so here for it. And, you know, this is a time, you know, this is also a platform where I get to say thank you to everyone who supported me. And I'm sorry for everyone who's been with me this long. You know, I'm learning. I'm growing. Um, I'm not always going to get it right. Um, I still have problems with trusting people, but what's awesome is I'm trying. I haven't stopped trying. So those who have patience with me, I love you. And those who don't, dude, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for people who are just judging, you know? So I don't know. I feel so blessed that you're back in my life and that, you know, we get to work together now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a version of my story that I haven't really you know, told it through that lens, but man, this project today has really put me there um, about how, I think it was a quote that said, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support women. Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of this, it's so important to support women. It's so important for women to support women. It's so important for all of us to support one another, male or female, whatever you identify as. We all just need to love one another because at the end of the day, I feel like the world is either, you know, the pain of the world is just a lot, a lack or a loss of love. War, pain, anger, rage, all of these are symptoms of that loss or that lack of love. So, man, some deep stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm
0: glad you shared that story because I think for me, Uh, I can be, I can be super naive and sense like, just love your fucking body. Like I've never had problems with my body. So you shouldn't have problems with your body. And for me, body image issues are so, like I said, mind boggling to me, but what I, what I need to remember and what you've reminded me just now, honestly, is I just have a very fast metabolism. Like I'm just small and I've never been big. I've never had issues with being bigger, um, ever. And, I eat a disgusting amount of food that I should be larger, but my metabolism is just so fast and I burn energy really quickly and I work out a lot. So it's just this natural, whatever, my body does what it does and I'm just smaller. So I've never been subject to bullying. I've never been subject to people commenting on my body in a negative way. And I, I need to remember, and thank you for for showing me that I need to remember that other people have gone through you know, bullying. And that's a super important fact, factor that I just overlooked. Um, you know, people get comments on like bigger thighs or bigger, bigger waists or just bigger stomachs or it's just stupid, dumb shit that people shouldn't be commenting on. That also blows my mind. It's like, do you really like, I don't understand at all. Well, I do. I think people, people that are so insecure with themselves will pinpoint their biggest insecurities in other people. And, and that's why they're so vocal is there's So there's such a big hole in that person. And, you know, I've, I haven't been bullied per se, but I've had my fair share of comments. And for me, I just kind of brush them away. I'm like, okay, you honestly felt so inclined to go out of your way to say something hurtful to somebody else to make yourself feel better. I feel super sorry for you. And I hope you are able to fill that, that gap within yourself. And that's what gets me through negative comments. It's like, wow. You really, really feel something so dark within you that you want to bring people down with you. And that's a super sad life to live. That's a super suffocating mentality for somebody to carry with them every single day of their lives. So I feel bad for bullies, truly, because bullies are probably some of the most unhappy people on this planet. But going back to this body image thing is that this is why I want to share Everybody's stories and this body positivity project isn't for me. It's not for my story. It's for every other person out there that has gone through something super shitty in terms of um, not just body image, but within their lives that something has caused a disconnect between mind and body. And that we need to recognize that we are our bodies. We are this all-encompassing being that, this all-encompassing spiritual, soulful being that wherever our mind goes, our body goes. And wherever our body goes, our minds go. And it's it's ease, so easy to detach those two things and to see them as two separate entities. And it really skews your perception of, of everything, of life. And the re- reality is, is, life is more than our looks. And we are these people, these soulful creatures that are supposed to make this large impact on this planet. And we are here, whatever that reason is, we were not an accident and we are here to do something with our lives, to make a difference, to make a change, to be powerful, to be inspirational, to make a difference, to shine, to whatever. And We can't do any of those things if we're so fixated on what we look like. We need to just cut out that negative jargon about, oh, you look like this or you don't look like that. Who gives a flying fuck? We are beautiful people and the person you are should be based on the person that you are. Who are you and what do you contribute? And are you compassionate? Are you kind? Are you wonderful? Are you happy? Do you bring about positive energy? Um, Yeah. And that is what's important. And what gets me through anytime I have these body insecurity issues that I, we all have, I just tell myself, Sabrina, when you're 80, are you going to look back and say, wow, you were, you were fat when you were 22. It's like, no, what? Shut the fuck up. I'm going to look back and hope that I did everything in my life that I wanted to do, period. I'm not going to be thinking about what I looked like and and that's that's the hard truth. You're not going to be thinking about what you looked like when you're old and contemplating your life and wondering if you lived the life that you wanted to live. So I that's that's I guess my perception and what this body positivity project is going to do is going to show everybody else's perspectives and and stories and yeah, it's going to be a beautiful enlightening experience I think to to really hear the voices of so many people that you just pass by every single day not realizing that hey these people have powerful strong inspirational educational stories that we can all learn from and Everybody has a story. So let's let's all share and finally understand that we are not individual creatures walking around this planet trying to figure it out. We are a collective society that is all going through the hardships of life and the curveballs of life and grief and loss and drugs and alcohol and addiction and everything. We all go through these exact same things at different calibers. And that's what this story or this project is meant to do. It's just meant to showcase that, hey, we're all going through the same fucking shit. So let's all deal with it together. Let's all talk about it together. And let's move forward as one collective society. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's crazy how you were talking about, um, you know, you're not going to look back and say, man, I was fat at 22, wasn't I? Like, you're going to talk about your experiences. Yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, I've been on every single diet known to man Um, since I was 12, I mean, in and out, like to the point where I did a diet where I was injecting myself, like it's a, it's a diet that like you trick your body into thinking you're pregnant. And then I dropped a crap ton of weight. Oh my gosh. It was like the fastest. I dropped over a hundred pounds in like less than a year. Like it was like, I dropped a crap ton of weight. Oh my gosh. Crap ton of weight. Um, excuse my French um in our family we don't say crap we say scrap so sorry mom if you're gonna listen to this <laughs> I dropped a scrap ton of weight um and it's it's crazy that you say that because when I think about that time where I was you know quote unquote skinny or presentable or um okay and not in my mind have you ever seen the movie the duff movie where you're the dumb ugly fat friend that's what duff stands for It's a, it's a movie that came out and it's basically, it was, the idea was everyone has a duff. Every friend group has a duff, a dumb, ugly, fat friend. And so my whole life I felt like a duff. And so it's crazy because I was like, I'm skinny now. I'm not a duff anymore. Like, cool. I still freaking felt like I did when I was 252 pounds instead of like a scary 130, that for five foot seven and like the way my body's proportioned, I shouldn't have dropped that fast down to that number. So it's crazy because I looked better, I was skinnier, but I still felt crappy, scrappy, and <laughs> like I almost felt worse, Sabrina, than I did before. And that's the thing is I thought my problems were solved, I was skinny, like, man, I made it. No, dude, I was as more miserable than I was before. So that tells you something. It's like, all right, maybe it isn't my size. Maybe it isn't the food that I eat. The yes. Inside. Yeah. The it's inside. it's not the size, but the inside. <laughs> but, you know, like it was, it's just crazy to me. Like, yes. Would I lie and say, you know, yeah, dude, I'm good. Like, I don't think about it anymore. Like, I'm 200% good. Like, no, we we all have bad days. Like, Do I let it rule my life every single day? No, thank God I've pushed past that. But are there days where it takes over a bit? Yeah, because recovery is every day. It's not just a one and done, you're good to go, that ship has sailed, like there are phases. You know, I was saying in my interview, there's never a testimony without a test. You're constantly going to be tested You're not going to have just one story, one testimony, and then that's it. That's all you go to. You're going to have an ever-evolving story, an ever-evolving testimony with different layers and chapters, with different people. You know, my mom always taught me people are in your life for a reason, for a season, or for life. You know, there are so many times where we feel like this person is in our life for life when really it's just a season. That season can be two months. It can be... 20 years, you know, but it's just one of those things where you got to be okay with not being okay, you know, and I wanted to say this when you were talking earlier, it's like, hurt people hurt people, Mm -hmm. and once I learned that, I was like, like, mind blown, yes, amen to that, those people that were following me and running and hating on me in middle school, those people, yeah, they, hated the lives they were living and they only knew that to feel better, they'd tear someone else down. Someone else down that they probably saw was happy or always laughing or always just being compassionate and loving even though they didn't have close friends. I was always that person that, like, tacked on to other groups. I never had a group. I never had people who, like, thought of me when they were doing something for, like, a party or, like, a get-together – I was always a last-minute addition or I was always the invite because I had a really awesome backyard, apparently, and everyone wanted to be, you know, at the girl's house that has the pool. So, you know, man, I wouldn't even know what would have happened if I didn't have that backyard, apparently. (laughs) Um, But it's just crazy. It's crazy to think about, and that's helped me heal so much is knowing that hurt people hurt people, and I didn't do anything to deserve it. I didn't do anything... You know, I'm not any less or deserving of hate. I don't deserve hate. I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be cared for. I deserve to be appreciated. I deserve to celebrate myself and love myself and be raw and open and honest. And I have the right to stand my ground and share my voice. And even to those who are related to me, those who are blood, and say, look, I love you and I respect you, but. I can't have you in my life. I can't have someone in my life who is constantly just verbally spewing their hurt and their hate and just projecting it onto me and blaming me for their pains and their sorrows and their insecurities. You know, it's hard. It's hard cutting people out of our lives. But once we just have these moments, we're like, oh my gosh, how did I not see this? Have that moment go with it go with your gut go with that fire that's telling you hey like mayday mayday this isn't this isn't right there's a red flag here even if it's someone who's blood even if it's someone who's been in your life for a huge period of time when your time is done and you haven't grown anymore that's when you transition when you plateau you transition and so that's been a big thing too is that even the closest people that you think are going to be in your life forever you can grow out of them and that's okay. It's okay to not have people around you since the very beginning, you know? We have close people that we think are gonna be there the rest of our lives and they're not, you know? One of my closest cousins who I looked up to and loved so much, like, he ended up passing away. He overdosed and he took his life. That's not easy, you know? Like, having people who are in your life one day and gone the next. But it's in those moments where you just, I don't know, man, I'm going on a rant. But life's too short. Life's too freaking short to hate on yourself and to bring yourself down. There's too much hurt and pain in this world around you. So don't bring it inside of you. Don't be your own worst critic. Like, I learned that I could be the biggest, excuse my French mom, bitch and bully. Like, I learned it because I absorbed it. And God forbid I ever act being that, you know, if I wouldn't do it to someone to you, I see, w- if I would never do that to you, Sabrina, I would never treat you the way that I was treated. Why the hell do I feel like it's OK to do it to myself? Yeah. You know, why do we get to that place? You know, we twist and we lie and we say, oh, it's a defense mechanism. If I say the worst things possible, then it doesn't matter what someone says to me because I've already heard it worse. The worst lie you can tell yourself. Worst lie you can tell yourself.
0: No, I think it's actually also mind-boggling, and I don't know, the older I get, I'm in this really contemplative spot in my life right now, but the older I get, I realize that we tell ourselves, the, like we are our own bullies, we tell ourselves the dumbest shit and the most negative shit for what? For what? How is that uplifting us? How is that making us any better as human beings? How is me telling myself I look like a bag of dicks today going to propel me forward in my life? That makes no fucking sense. So we need to start uh, complimenting ourselves just as much as we compliment other people. Like I will be the first person to compliment somebody. If I see someone has a cute ass outfit on, I'll be like, yo, bitch, that outfit is cute as hell. Or like I'll tell somebody, hey, your hair looks really nice today. Or hey, like you're super sweet. And like I go out of my way to do that I mean I don't it's not fake (laughs) I'm like not making this shit up but like if I genuinely like think about a compliment I tell myself hey this person's gonna be super stoked if I just tell them the compliment um I remember telling this girl that I thought was like absolutely drop dead gorgeous I said hey I'm sorry not in the not in a weird way literally at all but you are the one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen and she was like oh my god thank you and in my head I'm like please don't take that like weird. Like, I'm sorry. I don't even know you at all. You're giving me my coffee, but whatever. Um, but then why do I look in the mirror and say, "Ugh, Jesus, you look horrible. Or your eyebrows are ratchet, which they are, but like, I don't have to tell myself that I to <laughs> tell myself. They're cute and like, believe it. But you know what I'm saying is we need to actively compliment ourselves. And so that's what I've been trying to do lately is I'll put on an outfit. I'm like, wow, you look really good today. And it's okay to say, I look good today. Like I think society tells us that we can't, you can't be narcissistic and you can't be super, yeah, super vain. It's like, well, that's not being vain. That's me being confident and loving myself and feeling super confident to get out there and crush life and be positive influence and be a confident influence. Um, and make something out of my life and the only way to make something out of your life and make positive change is if you feel secure confident and 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 happy with the person that you are and it starts with telling yourself even if it's a lie telling yourself you are beautiful i mean it's not a lie that you're beautiful you what i'm saying is <laughs> even if you don't feel beautiful go into the mirror and say you are beautiful today and your body has carried you through every single hardship in your life has carried you through every painful thing that you have ever gone through and you have made it to this moment so allow your body to propel you forward and treat it with fucking respect people okay so that is what the body positivity project is all about (laughs) Uh, um if you don't already follow the body positivity project you can go ahead and follow us on instagram at bopoproj please that's b-o-p-o-p-r-o-j Please also use the hashtag BOPOPROJ. If you are going to post something related to this project, um, use the hashtag. Um, if you don't already follow me, Sabrina, on Instagram, go ahead and do so uh, now. My Instagram is WAIT underscore F-O-R underscore um, I would like to... Uh, end this episode with a whatever floats your quote usually I start with it actually kind of depends on the episode but this quote is I think all encompassing of this entire episode which is why I kind of saved it for the end but I think I've quoted it before but I'm gonna quote it again I've given up scale watching no longer will I let a number determine how I see myself and whether I'm worthy of a good day you are not your body and for sure you're not your body image Oprah man I knew it. Spitting fire. Um, so with that, Nicole, do you have anything you want to end on?
1: Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. I love what she said about create a mantra, create a daily affirmation. I started uh, for a while. I wrote my favorite Bible verses on with like Expo markers on my mirror. And then I just said, I love you. You are enough. You are worthy. I love you. You are enough. You are worthy create something and you know you're i think you were meaning going towards like fake it till you believe it type of thing like you're not lying to yourself but fake fake it you are beautiful you're not lying about that but if you don't believe it it's okay that you don't believe it i'm not saying all right believe it or you you know you're not doing it right no it takes me sometimes days to believe it but that's okay just know that you are beautiful and you are worthy of love you're kind you're intelligent you're strong you're courageous you are brave. And every day that you take those baby steps to be vulnerable just continues to grow that strength, that inner warrior. One of my good friends, and I can end with this weakness is not weakness. Weakness is dormant strength. Ah, Z. right? Oh, Drop that there. <sighs> leave it there. Weakness is not weakness. Weakness is dormant strength. All right?
0: Yes. Yes. Ah. Uh. I can't even top that, dude. I should have said my quote after that. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, with that, I hope that this resonated with somebody today, um, or wherever you are, if you're listening to this, don't hesitate to reach out and and ask for support or ask for some advice or just start a conversation with somebody random that you really think is inspiring to you and see where that goes. And that's what this body positivity project did, but brought people together in person. And now we have some more friendships. So, uh, yeah, with that, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, night, uh afternoon whatever uh rest of the week and oh yeah daylight savings oh my god it's yeah. going to be sunny out thank god for longer early earlier too like will it be early when i wake up yeah hey siri <laughs> what time is sunrise
1: we lost an hour ago.
0: no what time is sunrise tomorrow 7 5 that's f- bullshit anyway Anyway, with that everybody I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day (laughs) and and Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys next week